Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hi, angels. Welcome back. Um, This episode will be out towards the end of summer, Um, but we're, this is our hundredth episode. Like, I mean, we all know we've done way more than a hundred because there's other ones in there between the numbers, but um, I just am like, wow, like we hit triple digits, man. Yeah. You know, and going forward, I mean, do we, I don't know. It's like, do we continue to label the episodes like 101 or do we go season two, episode one? Like, you know, do we do a n- new season of oh my goodness, Freud's Angels and how do we go for? Yeah. So, I mean, not that you guys need to figure that out for us, but like, I, like we're just going to work this out right now during the <laughs> podcast because it just came up. <laughs> These are the things that go through our heads. Like we're like, oh, how would, how do we do this? Is it 101? Is it season two, episode one? What do we do? I don't know. I really don't. So, and really technically it'd be season three because season two is, is the body series, which we'll get back to. Um, It's, it's been a hot minute this year and, and there's a lot of new discoveries and things I want to share with all of you. Um, But that's after the summer, after we live our lives and after you live your lives and enjoy your summer. So part of living our lives is our connection to our relationships and how we feel and treat and the labels we use. And so Vanessa, what are we going to talk about today? Because this is your topic and you're pretty fired up about it. And I can't wait to see how this unfolds. Yeah, I showed up today with fireworks in my pocket. <laughs> I it's it's actually not even a new thing for me that's been going through my head. It's something that's been going through my head for a long time, but um, it's 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 a hard one to approach, I think, um, because it really is just like a it depends thing. Which you know nobody wants to hear that. We want definitive answers. We want definitive solutions, and we want definitive labels. And um, what fired me up was uh, just seeing a few posts, this, this internet psychology type um, posting that people are doing, this pop psychology using buzzword psychology. And um, it's no uh, secret that people are struggling right now. People are struggling to get appointments, um, to get pro- proper mental health treatment. So a lot of people are rolling, rolling around on the internet, <laughs> looking for answers, looking for support, looking for, you know, things that explain what's going on. But what is unfortunately happening is a lot of people using um, definitive labels incorrectly and basically creating a bigger divide between what we uh, are facing and how to fix it. Um, so in particular, the thing that fired me up today <laughs> was uh, a couple posts about uh, the silent treatment and how it is a form of abuse and how you should uh, argue over being quiet. And I kind of just lost my mind a little bit because it felt like there's a lot of people reading that that are going to get the absolute incorrect message, but then go off because they heard it from what they believe is a credible source, the internet. (laughs) 
<laughs> and uh, carry it on into their relationships. Yep. And more importantly, somebody who's already abusive is going to use this as a way to gaslight somebody who is trying to avoid engaging with them. So I lost it. <laughs> I kind of like screenshotted. I was like, I'm going to make a video that because like, I'm over it and I just need to say something. I need to be part of the people that says like, it is not always this way. I think it's, it's been important to me when, when I post something that's like that to be kind of like, Hey man, we all gaslight. Sometimes we're not all narcissists, you know, like we're, we're in pain when we do things like that, or, you know, just kind of like, here's a post that's very direct, but here's some other ways that, you know, this happens so that we're not just hanging on one thing and deciding that that is the only truth. And then running around hurting people with it. <laughs> yeah. I think, <laughs> yes. And I, and I get it because I, I sometimes do have that reaction with some of the posts, because here's the thing is that people who are abusive in their relationships and are true, are, are a true, not couch diagnosed narcissist, but a people who are true narcissists, they and people who are even not, what they're going to do is they're going to look for something that confirms their narrative. Absolutely. And they're going to use that to fuel their own process. Now, those who look at it and confirm their narrative, it also helps you from keeping, taking responsibility for your part in the situation, I feel. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Be because when you have something that says, yeah, and it justifies how you feel, then you don't necessarily say, well, I get the same relationship over and over again. And you're saying, I just attract narcissists. Well, what's the common denominator in this, you know, situation. And you don't take that time to take care of and look at yourself and how maybe you're attracting it, how there's a narrative inside you. It, it, it's just like, if I can blame it on someone else, I don't need to do any work. It's all because of that person. And yeah. why should I do the work? It's that person's problem, not mine. Right. And a big label like narcissism, the buzzword oh. of the century, it feels like is, is like, oh, I was the victim of a narcissist. And so therefore I am freed of all yes. <laughs> responsibility. Yes. It's not my fault at all. Like, right. you know, I mean, there, and it's not to devalue those who are, experiencing a relationship with true narcissistic people who mm -hmm. are, can be the, one of the most difficult things to experience, but it's like a diagnosis. When we go to the doctor and they diagnose, what do they ask us for? All the symptoms that they give us, like, what are you experiencing? Now, mm -hmm. having a symptom doesn't mean that it's like having a stomach ache doesn't mean you have stomach cancer. Mm -hmm. So if one is, so if your partner exhibits one symptom of being a narcissist, doesn't always make them a narcissist. We have to really understand the bigger picture and how maybe that person experienced life or maybe what their wounding is. I mean, I'm sorry, you cannot have a relationship without having understanding about per a person's personal trauma. Absolutely. If you're, and, and then, and then to accuse them of being a certain way, because that's how their trauma works. That's a person you're gaslighting that person because you're just assuming 
that they're a certain kind of way that they're a narcissist because of how their trauma causes one symptom of a narcissist. Yeah. Well, and seriously, it's like, when I hear the word narcissist, it like the hair stand up on the back of my (laughs) neck because the DSM is my least favorite book in the entire world. I would burn every DSM if, if I was allowed to run around the world and burn it because the labeling that it created is awful. You know, and while I kind of understand the helpfulness of being able to put a group of symptoms together in order to more easily follow a path to see what's going on, the fact of the matter is just get slapped on people and it doesn't really account for everything. Like when you do a a scientific experiment, you may be able to see a correlation between, between two things. But when you really look at all the differences in the two control, the two groups, it's the variables can be so wild that you can't draw that conclusion as a totality. You have to have all these asterisks of like, well, it might be this too. It might be the interaction here. So, you know, all that being said, the actual diagnosis of narcissistic personality disorder has many functions that do not exist in a lot of the things that people or a lot of the people that are being called narcissists. And when I have clients who are like, oh, he's a narcissist. I'm like, no, from what you're telling me, we're missing some really major pieces here. He's the damaged person who's gaslighting you. And that is not a narcissist. (laughs) Gaslighting is actually not part of narcissistic personality disorder symptoms that diagnose you things. But I'm going to read the list. Uh, a grandiose self sense of self-importance grandiose being the major thing. Someone who thinks that they are a king, somebody who thinks that they are the ruler truly <laughs> thinks that is delusional, right? A preoccupation with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. So then you have somebody who's power tripping, who, uh, you know, has this, this idealistic type thought process of how their life is and deserves to be a belief that he or she is special and unique and can only be understood by, or should associate with other special or high status people or institutions. Grandiosity is major. The need for excessive admiration a sense of entitlement, interpersonally exploitive behavior, that is where most people fit in that people are calling narcissists. You have to have five of these nine, by the way, not one. Um, A lack of empathy, envy of others or a belief that others are envious of him or her, and a demonstration of arrogant and haughty behaviors or attitudes. So with all that being said, most of the people who are damaged and running around and gaslighting you and abusing you, unless they believe they are God and doing God's work in something in that form, they do not have narcissistic personality disorder. They are damaged people, but we love to slap that. That's like the buzzword right now uh, to, again, like you said, kind of put, put the, the, the black mark on that person to say, it, I don't want to understand why you're doing this. I don't, because I'm usually because I'm in pain. I don't want to see you as a person. I don't want to humanize you. I need to demonize you right now because that's the only way that I'm going to feel like I get my due as your victim. And it's like, 
it's really causing problems <laughs> in relationships, friendships. I mean, I, as obviously, as y'all can tell, it makes me crazy. <laughs> no, just a little bit. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I think that too, is that I, uh, I have a question for you, actually, mm-hmm. to help some people out there. What happens if the person acts like it, but you get a sense that that's coming from a space of feeling inadequate? Exactly. And this is why diagnosis can't be done through internet psychology. You have to be able to sit down with a person. Yeah. And like you said, learn their traumas and put it together. And that's honestly what a a trauma informed person is there for, because the average person isn't going to be able to, again, kind of see through and remove themselves. When we talk about that neutral observer, that is what we are doing as counselors. We are stepping out and saying, I see your behavior. When I used to have to do anger management, man, I mean, I was like neutral observer central and it was hard because you're watching people do terrible things. And you're like, I have to see you as a person. I have to see you as a person. I have to see you as a wounded person who's wounding other people and try to figure out why, (laughs) but listening to their traumas, listening to how they were raised, listening to all of those kind of things puts together how that happens and whether or not we see a true like deep dysfunction. Because also if you're speaking with a true narcissist, they are not honest. And it's very easy to see (laughs) when you're sitting in there, you're like using your intuition and you're hearing the stories and you're like, okay. Like I hear you. I've come across very few who are truly narcissists and in all of the work that I've done. Um, because it is most of the time, like what you're saying, it comes from something else, something traumatic, uh, a, a, a split off of their personality in order to protect themselves. That's hurt. People hurt people for the most part. Yeah. And, um, well, and I also feel too, is that, I mean, and you know, it also has to do with like family expectations, like if the person, you know, it's yeah. So, and then I asked that because I, I, you know, people may have other diagnoses too. There may be all a whole bunch of other factors. That's not just like narcissist, but let's go back to the silent treatment. Okay. I think that, I think it's, it's, you know, something to bring up is like you read in the comments, how sometimes when you're living in an abusive relationship, however, whatever that person is, we don't need to label people to, to prove we're in an abusive relationship. We can just be in one and we don't need <laughs> to label them with all sorts of diagnoses. Right. Well, cause um, a depressed person can also abuse people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> a person who is, who is uh, normally kind and outgoing and, but has a little bit of a kind of a, you know, a thing when they're get upset or they get depressed or they have a moment, you know, mm-hmm. some people who are bipolar, they're loving and kind one minute, they're horrible and abusive. The next it's, mm-hmm. there are many different reasons for an abusive relationship and not just because the person's a narcissist. Right. So anyways, let's get off that. Cause every time I say the word, I want to cringe. Um, <laughs> or- Um, so, you know, there are ways that 
people need to cope in an abusive situation. If they're not able to leave the situation or they're working to get out of it, sometimes the best possible way is avoidance. Yes. Because you don't want to engage with someone who's using your words against you or Mm -hmm. who's gaslighting you because then you start to feel a little crazy. Like you, you start to almost believe what they're saying because you're like, am I doing that? Is, yeah, because you know you're doing it. You're like, well, if I'm not talking, I must be doing it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so be very careful. I always say, take everything you see on the internet with a grain of salt, the, especially in these cases. I'm, I follow very few people who are like psychologists or, you know, because I'm like, you don't get to throw blanket things out there that are statements of your belief system because maybe you experienced it or you had clients experience it that condemns another without even seeing them and knowing what the situation is. Right. Without qualification. Right. Like I said, it's totally fine. We want people to tell our stories, right? Like we want to make sure that our experiences are out there for the people that that need to hear it and need to identify with it. But we also need to really keep it fluid and make sure that we're also saying, hey, this is just my experience, that there are other possible explanations. You need to find it out for yourself. Like we need to keep the individual in it. Like the blanket, like you said, the blanket statements, it's fine if it's about your life, but it has to be that. Like, this is what I've found for me so that we're not spreading misinformation because that's what it becomes there are a lot of people that are quiet because they need to get themselves together yeah they can't argue right now because they're like i'm just gonna say a bunch of shit that i don't want to say and 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 i'm not gonna engage right now because i can't Mm -hmm. that does not and and then you've got somebody who's really like pushing and pushing and it's like well now i'm going to communicate in a way that i'm not comfortable with because we aren't understanding each other. We're not allowing each other to have this interaction be something that's productive. We're all both in our emotions. Have, I mean, there's so many different ways that being quiet is not abusive. Yes. Well, <laughs> Matter of fact, I don't know very many abusers that are quiet, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yes. Well, and the fact of the matter is, is that argument and being art and arguing is one of my trauma triggers. What happens Mm -hmm. when that is triggered, I get quiet and I get real silent Mm -hmm. because I learned at a very young age, if someone's mad at you, you better shut the fuck up because if you don't, you could exacerbate the problem to the point where they're physically violent with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Being quiet Mm -hmm. was the answer for a lot of us growing up who had physically violent parents or, or alcoholic parents who okay, who am I getting? Am I getting good dad or bad dad? You know how, so you have to friends be really careful about what you ingest off of the fucking internet and these Mm -hmm. memes. I'm telling you what, I mean, I, I just, it's like, I, I disagree with so much on the internet that I, I tend not to want to be there anymore. That's why I'm having a hard time posting on the internet for my business because I don't want to be there. (laughs) And I'm like vigilante central. Like I'm going to go correct everybody's everything. Like, Oh my God. Like, no, you're not. (laughs) Well, exactly. Like it's not your job. Your job is to just give 
like give the way that you believe is the best way for people to get the information that they need. That's all you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be an example. Don't get in your ego. Don't get in your vigilante self. Just really, but it's hard. It is. You know what happens. You see the, the way that it makes everything worse instead of better. Well, Um, because if the person's not a narcissist, but you're labeling of them as one, they're getting gaslighted by you. You're gaslighting absolutely. now. Like, absolutely. <laughs> so it's like, it's not doing anything, but creating the situation that you say you're, you're experiencing. So then therefore you're doing it back to them mm-hmm. as gaslighting. Yeah. So it's how not. does that help? Right. Right. And we <laughs> always say like, there's so much hypocritical stuff there of like, uh, and, and, and this is to be taken with a grain of salt, because I do understand that people who are um, deeply uh, unwell yeah. can't necessarily hear it. But when we see those things in people and we're able to see them as a human and instead of demonizing them, on one end, we're screaming for people to be able to get help. We're screaming for, for the, the idea that people are so unwell because nobody will help them. But then on the other side, we're labeling them and, you know, throwing them into the fire because of, we don't like what they're doing. And it's like, you can't have both. You have to be able to either humanize or demonize. You can't be doing both and expect that this mental health crisis is going to be solved. It is not going to be solved by calling everybody a narcissist who's hurt. They, the people who are hurt need to get the help that they need. They need to be humanized. And when I say that, and this is what I'm saying about the grain of salt, when you are in an abusive relationship, they're not trying to hear you. And I get that. And that means it's not your job to fix them, but we all have the ability to plant a seed truly. And I am one of those people that it's like, if you are going to engage with me negatively, I might throw a little sass at you. That is a psychology sass and hope that that seed grows because I really do want for you to get better yeah. because I know you're tortured or you wouldn't treat me like that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I might say something like that. Like I can tell that this is coming from some other place that has nothing to do with me. And, and that's sad. And I hope that you feel, you know, whatever it is, I hope that you, you are able to figure that out at some point, because I can see that you, you can't handle what's happening right now and let that be how you help (laughs) instead of demonizing. Right. Cause the demonizing just furthers that narrative in their own head. If somebody is, if somebody is gaslighting you because they are having a power struggle in their mind of who's the best because they've been the way that they've been treating in in the home, you're not going to win that. (laughs) but they are not beyond help. And if we want people to get help, we need to treat them as if they are worthy of health and and worthy of the healing that we hope for them. And when we're treating them that way, we are absolutely not. And we're furthering the idea that they are not worthy. They're just going to hear that. Yeah. And you're also... I mean, in some cases, adding layers of trauma. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's hard and I get it. Like, listen, I'm sure that I've, tra- I've, I've added layers of trauma. I'm not saying that I'm like this angel because I've had to work on my trauma triggers 
deeply still to this day, because not all, not every time, like not everything comes up early in your life. Sometimes when you're 42, something comes up that's never come up before. And you're like, wow, that reaction was not great. Let me figure out why that's happening. You know, we, none of us escapes. We all gaslight at times. We've all, I mean, we've all done all of these negative things. Nobody can ever say that, that they're not, because if you do say that you probably are a narcissist, <laughs> but that's that grandiosity and perfection and godlike thing that we're actually talking about when we say the word narcissist. But, um, yeah, like if we wound people and want people to hear us and want people to understand why we do it, then we've got to give that grace as hard as it is to somebody else doesn't have to be you that fixes them. You don't have to be responsible for other people's behavior or thoughts or whatever, but you can deflect it back and say, you know, Hey, I hope, I hope that you figure that out. Cause it sounds like it sucks. Yeah. And you know, why, why do we have to, I think, and I think some of this labeling is a form of punishment. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. When we're labeling others because we're angry, we're upset. Yep. It's like, a, it's like there's in some cases, it's like, I'm going to punish you and call you this because you didn't whatever, or you yes. weren't doing whatever. Cause my expectations are unmet or, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, we really need to check our motives. Yeah. Now, if you're, if you're like, in an abusive relationship and you're trying to find a way to encourage yourself to get out because you know, it's dangerous, you know, like I need to get out. Sometimes, yes, people will hang on to labels to get themselves out of the situation and then later have the ability to step back and look at it from a different perspective. I get that. Um, And most people who are in true abusive relationships would never go, you're a narcissistic asshole, you know, (laughs) They would never say that to their abuser because God only knows what would happen on the other side of that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just I think <laughs> the internet should come with a label warning. Yeah, but people aren't going to take it, right? I mean, it's, it's like we have so many, it's like anything. It's a multifaceted problem, which means there's multifaceted solution to it. You know, like the internet's not going anywhere. So people need to be held accountable we need to hold ourselves accountable. I know I try. And again, I I could probably go through my feed and there might be something that I fell a little short on, but the intention being to hold myself accountable for not being one of those people that doesn't tell the whole story or that doesn't at least try to say that this is just an example of one thing. Please don't take it and run with it you use it as a tool to examine your own situation and see what, what you see there. But we've got that, you know, people needing to hold themselves accountable. Well, guess what? A lot of these internet psychology people, they thrive on what's actually happening. You're getting the traction. You're getting the people because you know exactly what you're doing. You're trying to evoke emotion so that they will engage and they will follow your page and they will buy your products they're not going to stop. They're not going to say, you know what? You're right. I am creating <laughs> a following of people who don't understand what the word narcissist means. And now it has completely lost its, yep. you know, actual meaning. Yeah. They're not going to do that because 
they're profiting from it. Yeah. But then, you know, and then on the other side, expecting people who don't know better and who are desperate and looking for answers, I can't expect you to know better. That's why you're there. Cause you're looking for information because you're desperate. You're, you're looking, not responsible. <laughs> you're looking for that, that thing that says to you that you're okay. Yeah. That, that what you're experiencing is hard. It's you. And, and many people who are on the internet seeking that validation that, that they are going through a very shitty situation and then they come across shit like that. And then they're like, well, wow, that just totally devalues everything I'm doing. And now I'm, you, what do you mean? It's my fault now that he's a narcissist or that he's gaslighting me. It's my fault. It's like, wait a minute. I feel like I've just been gaslighted by the internet. It's yeah. like, yeah. And, and a lot of it comes down to using the internet instead of using your voice and using your connection and using a network of people and professionals yeah. when you have a problem <laughs> instead of the internet, the internet is not a problem solver. Y'all no. you learned that long ago with WebMD, <laughs> but still <laughs> it's like, we continue we'll still use WebMD. Yeah. Right. Exactly. We continue to still do it myself included, you know, like when I'm looking for information, but I have that mindset, you know, of, of being like, well, you know what, is this a totality? No, because nothing is a totality. Zero okay. things are 100%. So that means I'm going to have to do examination. I'm going to have to get information, all of the information that I can, not just a tiny bit that makes me feel good and right. <laughs> <laughs> not just the thing that makes me feel right, <laughs> but really learning, like using it as learning, not just as validation. And people are looking for validation because they don't have connection. If you have connection, you don't look for validation. It just exists. Yeah. 100%, 100%. And, you know, I think, and I, and I, and I wanted to stretch it, this pr- thought process out is that it's also goes across any label and not just mm-hmm. psychological condition labels. Like this goes for everybody and everything and like whatever labels we're throwing at people. I think I did a freaking newsletter a couple of years back about labels and about how labels hurt us mm-hmm. because labels hurt us because that's why, you know, that's why all of these black men are getting killed by the cops is because they're, they're labeled as a threat just because of the skin color, you know, how women are being labeled as certain are histrionic or we're being labeled as certain things because we're standing up for our rights. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, there's labels everywhere and it harms, it detracts from the issue at hand Mm -hmm. and it detracts from what it is we really need to focus on. And the more steals our individuality, which is a problem for our soul. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, and as, as, you know, as our friend Wayne Dyer says, I am that I am, I am not my body. Mm -hmm. I am not my medical, my mental health diagnosis. Mm -hmm. I am not, you know, I am more than that. And all of us are more than what we label ourselves or someone else labels us to be. Absolutely. And I think that that's a really 
big thing to kind of hang on to is that we don't need to carry these labels. We don't need to own them. We don't need to prove whether we're, we are, or we're not this label. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, when I, I, sorry, I don't know if you can hear. She, she's lamenting, singing the song of her people. And our cats too. We're labeled as like, we're labeled as really terrible, even though, you know, we like to knock things over and kind of make things hard sometimes. Even though we act like bitches. <laughs> Yeah, she's really going for it. He's like, she's got something to say, my friends. Yeah. Where was I? I completely lost. <laughs> yes, mama. Yeah. Um, well, the labels, the labels. I mean, they really, you know, we look for it's it's the labeling thing is funny to me because I feel like we look for labels because it makes us feel legitimate. But then we really hate labels because it takes away our individuality. So it's like, we'll, we'll want the label to feel like, oh yeah, that's legit. Like that makes sense. But then once we're treated as the label, we're like, see me as a person. <laughs> it's like, how can you think? That's not how it works. <laughs> right. Right. Like, you know, it, it's, it's funny, but not funny because it, it really causes a lot of problems. It really makes it hard for people to exist as who they are and want to be who they are um you know just it, it's it's a tale of of our whole people like a, a, of humanity you know going back to tribal days and things like that like there there is a sense of needing to belong to something yeah but i think even when you go back to those kind of days, there was so much individuality of it too, the individual of the community and the community together. So it kind of like, it kind of works the same, but we've, we've ruined it. Like we're not really doing it right. Like we are using labels and then the individuality thing wrong. We're not doing it right. <laughs> like it's okay to have a group, but we also are individuals of the group and we're forgetting that part of it. That you know, I can be a woman, but I'm not the same woman as the one next to me. I am Vanessa, the woman, and I don't want to be labeled that, you know, and, and, but it's, I mean, there's so many reasons why we've got the propaganda on TV. We've got, you know, just people who are hurt wanting to have tribe and not really knowing how to do it in a healthy way. Again, multifaceted problems mean that we have to have multiple solutions, but I really am like on a tirade in my mind about how little people are getting real help when they're turning to the internet and how it's actually damaging them more than anything. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty bad. You know, like I, I, it sucks to be part of it or to feel part of it. Like knowing if you want to be out there, you gotta be in the social media. If you want to be seen and survive in your, your practice, you gotta be seen. So how do you walk the line between giving the information and making sure that people are not just taking your information and want, wanting to explore it rather than just take it and run? Yeah. Yep. And I, and I think too, is, um, we were, 
we've relied so much on the internet over the past couple of years with the pandemic. Yeah. And it, it, we felt isolated. And so because we feel isolated, we look to the internet for community. And that's, that's, you know, that's exacerbated it. I think it's exacerbated because mm-hmm. a lot of people came, it, it just seemed to get worse over the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. um, everybody is fighting something no one knows about. Mm-hmm. And whether their battle is just a bump in the road for them or whether it's very traumatic. And I think that we do a disservice to ourselves and, you know, and to be honest, when we're using labels and we're, um, when we're really like, oh, well, that person was an asshole or that person was a bitch. And we even doing that says more about who we are versus who that person is. Yep. How we react, you know, if you spot it, you got it. If you're spotting narcissism in someone else, chances are you have a touch of it yourself or you have symptoms that are looking like narcissism yourself. So be really careful of how you sling words and labels around um, because, you know, we all live in glass houses, so to speak. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just, you know, just, I, I, I have struggled with it my whole life and, you know, from, from early on, from being the fat friend to being the, you know, being called, you know, and teased about it. And then having a diagnosis that isn't uh, of, a, of an illness that is like almost it's, it doesn't manifest physically. Mm-hmm. The only thing that manifests is maybe I walk funny or my hands are crooked, but people don't know why I walk slow or people don't get it. I'm young. I shouldn't be walking slow. It's probably just because she's fat. No one knows that, you know, there's struggle. So we have to be very careful. And I know those of you who listen to us are compassionate, kind, loving beings. So, you know, I, think we can all have a reminder to be more compassionate. Think to yourself when you react in a crunchy way, as I used to say towards people be like, okay, why, why am I reacting crunchily? Is it because I'm not getting what I want or is it because I'm experienced a, um, a, you know, a disruption in my own well-being? you know, why, why am I reacting this way? Because, you know, we're humans and we're normally react in a, either a, oh that's interesting and you move on or we have compassion and empathy so i always when i'm not in either of those i always ask what am i experiencing that's creating me to act in this way because yeah. i don't want to be judgmental towards others i do that enough you know the world doesn't enough for us i don't want to add to it right right and again like if we really want to solve this problem then we have to learn how to treat people like people and that's just it like that's the basis of all of all of the things I feel like that we're that we're experiencing trouble with is the separation of like human from machine and system. And we're not going to be able to solve these problems if our idea of solving them is condemnation right. and not seeing people as humans because we, as we know, as grace says, we come onto this earth with purity. (laughs) The things that happen create the person that we interact as when we're older. And when you can really internalize that, it helps, you know, again, it's not a perfect process. I still, you know, like I get triggered and be like, I'm going to tell you what, (laughs) you know, but 
I try so hard to hit that neutral and say, just pause and say, you know, this isn't about me. Yeah. This is not about me. I'm not going to make it about me. I'm not going to continue the narrative that this is about me. I'm going to see that person for what their reaction is too. We are both having a reaction right now. We are both in a place and there may be different reasons for it, but I don't have to further it. I don't have to throw gasoline on this fire. I can see that person as a wounded person who's either working on it or not. And that will, you know, that will dictate how I treat the situation and let it be, you know, I I think that it it is that simple in words, not that simple in practice because of our own emotions getting in the way, but the more you work on it, it does get easier. Like you said, with those labels, man, like it's few and far between when I really call somebody a name, like, and I'm like, that's what you are. It's always, (laughs) you're acting like, Right. Like, cause it's like in this moment, I understand that th- th- like your behavior <laughs> is what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about your behavior. I'm not talking about you as a person, your behavior sucks right now. <laughs> you yeah. as a person, there's a reason why your behavior sucks. Good luck. <laughs> I hope you find it. So you'll stop doing that sucky thing. <laughs> and myself included. That's what, right? Like whenever I do something that I don't like, it's like, well, I don't want to do that. Why am I doing that? Right. I want that for other people because it really is much more peaceful place to work on those things and go, Oh, I don't have to, I don't have to have that trigger. That's nice. (laughs) I would like to not have that trigger. Let's work on that. (laughs) I would like to be triggered less. Right. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Cause I'm, I mean, Miss air sign over here, the disruption is like, girl, (laughs) everything's on fire. Like I don't want any of it. So it's like, well, if I can do my part to keep that peace, to keep that breeze blowing that I like like to be in without people pleasing, (laughs) I'm here for it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And not fan the flames, so to speak. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Not be the oxygen that makes the fire bigger. (laughs) We've been that set times. Yeah. Sometimes so, even being that, that compassionate person, when somebody wants to fight with you, they're not interested, yeah. <laughs> right? Like I'm here to fight. I am not here for you to talk about how you feel bad for my trauma. That's creating this. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I encourage you guys to, when you are feeling those moments where you're being judgy, judgmental, look at your, how you're treating yourself in that moment. Like, have you been judging yourself lately? Have you been highly critical of yourself? Have you been struggling, you know, with yourself and your self relationship? Because chances are, because, you know, we project a lot into the world. So if we're thinking someone is something, a, a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times it's because we're judging ourselves for being exactly what we're judging someone else for being. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we look through our own experience lens. We all, we all do. So it's the only thing we can access. If I'm trying to figure out something, the first thing that's going to come to my head is anything that looks like it (laughs) that I've ever experienced because my brain thinks of that as the only truth I have right now. If I need, if I need more truth, I got to go looking for it intentionally. 
My brain is not going to be like, what else is it? It, That's not its job. (laughs) Its job is to to just process the information and spit out the results. (laughs) Yeah. 110%. 110%. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's so complicated being human. It is. It is. And we make it, we make it worse yes, instead of better. Yes. And it's like, when you really have compassionate for you, the compassion for yourself of like, it is hard to be a human. Like, and you really see the miracle that we all are, despite the fact that it is hard to be human. It, it is a little bit easier to hit a, more of a flow of how we interact with other people and how they interact with us and letting that you know, just float when it needs to float, but Absolutely. we're not going to let it float when it needs to float. If we've got memes on the internet <laughs> telling us that people are terrible when they're not terrible because we haven't investigated the situation. Yeah. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's almost like, I feel like I expressed a lot and I feel a little bit better that I got some of it out because it was just, it's been bottling up for quite some time. And because I've been busy, like packing and moving stuff, it's like sitting down to create anything, you know, social media wise has been difficult. So it's just been piling up. And every time I'm scrolling on, on, on Instagram, I see something and I'm like, I hope that there's, you know, I go to click, I I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Like maybe there was an explanation (laughs) that they put there that, that makes this like more of an individual instead of a blanket. And um, yeah, it's just, you know, it, 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 it makes our job harder too. You know, like I said, I got people coming and, and they just want to throw that label and throw that label and throw that label. And I'm over here listening and being like, that's not what's happening, but you don't want to see them as a human. So I'm not really sure how we're going to fix this. If you can't, right. Because you're not, you're just going to stay stuck in that negative. Um, And when the only explanation that you have is that somebody is um, sick to the point of no return, you've already decided there's no solution. Right. You have now decided you want, you're going to stay stuck in that cycle of whatever it is that you have with that person intentionally, that, that becomes a choice. Once you decide to say, well, that's it. It is what it is. I guess I'm going to be tortured forever. Like, well, it doesn't have to be that way, but if you're going to make that choice, I guess that's what we're going to do. Which is sad because it's like, it's, and it's almost like you can, you can almost hear the brain keeping that person safe by keeping them stuck with someone they've deemed as being uh, a narcissist or whatever. It's like, you're just like, dude, you're, you're just creating the perfect storm that you've created in every other relationship so that you, you know, the devil, you know, is better than the devil. You don't. Right. Right. And you just see that. And you're just, I, I get kind of sad because I'm like, oh, brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, if you, any of you need help, we are here to help you. If you are working through some trauma and you need help through it and you want help, you're being falsely, you know, mislabeled as being narcissist and you're really trying, but you do want help and you do want to work on through your trauma. We have a great session for you. It's called Trauma Cleanse. And 
you work with Vanessa and you work on what the trauma is, where did it come from? You get the ins and outs and she will use her beautiful intuitive counseling to help you with that and to help rewrite some narratives and to rewrite some pathways in your brain. And then I will then help clear it in your cellular level, physical and in the energy fields, as well as bringing in some of that light, filling it with some higher vibrational energy so that you can truly heal what you're finding. And we do it. We have, it's, it's beautiful. It's fun. It's not fun, but it's, freedom on the other side. I always think healing when I get something and I'm like doing it, I find it fun. Cause I'm like, I know on the other side of it, I am going to be a free woman because I, when I'm tugging at a root and it's coming and you're like, Ooh, (laughs) I find the end fun for sure. (laughs) Some of that middle is like, I'm a a little bit of a misogynistic type of person. (laughs) I like a little bit of that pain mixed with my coffee in the morning. No, just kidding. (laughs) So. If it doesn't burn, it's not, <laughs> it's not healing. I just know funny. that when I'm in tears and I'm all in and I'm, I know it's, it's clearing and I'm on that path. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is coming from a person who has, I have a tattoo on my back with, that I always forget about because it's on my back uh, of the Gaelic saying it's in Gaelic, uh, the Irish language of like there's, there's no, it's, it's not no pain, no gain, like, but it kind of is loosely translated as, as that, but it's really nothing without effort. <laughs> like basically like if it doesn't hurt, you're probably not going to get the most maximum benefit. <laughs> and it's like, that's a little, you know, a little ouch, but yeah, when it comes to growth, I mean, it really does ring true is that the, the rainbows and butterflies are on the other side of it. They're not following you through it. <laughs> yes. They're waiting for you in a field of whatever flowers you love. Yeah. <laughs> Just got to get through those prickle bushes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Got to get through the thorns and the brambles. Yes. So we also work individually. If you just want some intuitive counseling or you just want some energy work to slough off some, some energy and just to release what's there ready to be released. We work individually as well as together. So Contact us, freudsangels at gmail.com is our email address. And then freudsangels.com is our website address. So reach out to us and also let us know if there's something that you would love us to riff on and to put our two cents in. Let us know in the comments, either on any of our social media, Instagram or Facebook. And we thank you for being here for the past hour and ish and enjoying our little rant about narcissism. Internet psychology. (laughs) Thank you, Vanessa, for bringing that up because I think it's an important thing right now. Yes, for sure. We will see you in a couple of weeks. Take care, everybody. Love y'all. If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room more deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast i'd love for you to connect with me you can find me at vanessa perry counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net and if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings please reach out to me grace at graceevergreen.com or grace evergreen at outlook.com
www.thepowerofthenow.com. And always remember, you are loved. You are worthy. And the world needs your light. <laughs>